Welcome to the Freedom Hut. This is the Best of Buck Daily Podcast. The top stories of the day from the Buck Sexton Show. For more Buck, head to BuckSexton.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Welcome, my friends, to the Buck Sexton Show. Not good news today from the presidential election front. We know this. You've had Joe Biden surge ahead in Pennsylvania, in Georgia. Looks like he may maintain his leads elsewhere. And if this current trend continues, he will not, in fact, be uh, going off quietly into the night, as many of us had hoped. He will be the next president of the United States. Nope. I know. It's sad. It hurts me, too. But that's what we're fighting against right now. And the fight is not over. Let's talk for a moment about process. What is an election? Why do we say that it's something that matters so much to us? Well, sure, they're at the very core of it are the principles of individual determination, autonomy, uh, that people should be governed with their consent. But the only way to get the closest approximation of what the consent of the people may be is through a process. We have no perfect means of doing this. And that process has a lot of rules, regulations, laws, and they are in place and to be adhered to by both sides. Otherwise, what do we really rest the end result on? We must have both sides agree to abide by the same rules, the same Uh, the, The same game must be played by either team. And that also includes when there's a dispute going to the courts. Now, I understand right now there's going to be a huge effort among liberals, among Democrats to convince everybody that Trump is trying to do something that's illicit here. But in fact, this is a repeated theme for the Trump administration. What do they do when it seems Someone is either blocking a Trump administration initiative or when there's an issue of policy that can't be resolved through the through the regular processes of the legislative branch. They go to court. That's what Trump has been doing for four years. Not exactly the tyrant that they say he is right. Tyrants don't go to court and respect the decisions of courts that go against them, as Trump has done, although usually he wins in court, whether it's the the travel ban or any number of issues having to do with Trump administration policy that we've seen make their way all the way up to appeals courts and Supreme Courts. But this is part of the process. And it's important that we don't allow the propaganda campaign of the Democrats to cloud that fact by convincing us that somehow seeking redress in our courts is going around the election or outside the election. Look, Al Gore was being a big baby in 2000. We all know it. And he only wanted certain places to be recounted and not others in a state. So he was cherry picking and the court slapped it down and George Bush became president. But there was nothing illegal about Al Gore's process choice of taking it into the courts. That's what's supposed to happen. He made that decision and he lost. Trump is making that decision now. His campaign is taking this into the courts and we'll see what the final dispensation of this will be. But there's absolutely nothing about this that anyone should be ashamed of or concerned about. There's there's nothing here that is outside of what should be expected under the circumstances. We have an election that is not razor thin in one state. It's razor thin in half a dozen states where a a small change, as we've seen, because Joe Biden, the changes always seem to go in his favor. Look, I'm not the only one that's picked up on this. Whenever there's 5,000 new ballots found here or 10,000 new ballots unexpectedly that turn up there, they overwhelmingly or even almost entirely go for Joe Biden. Some of that is just the fact that Democrats are much more likely to use mail-in voting than Republicans are. And this was always the plan. And what we know is that Democrats also used COVID as an excuse to change that process to their advantage. So if we're really going to we're going to talk about who is switching things up. If we're really going to talk about who's making sure that the rules tilt in their favor, let's all understand the Democrats in cases like Pennsylvania took it upon themselves to just forget about what the legislature says. And this this actually goes to the Constitution. State legislatures set 
right? They set how this goes in individual states. They de- the states get to determine through the legislative process the rules for their own election. It does not say that a state attorney general or the governor of a state gets to just ignore whatever the legislative intent is within a state, whatever the law actually says. But in Pennsylvania, there was this emergency declaration because of covid to to go to universal mail-in ballots, get rid of signature matching, get rid of postmark requirements, essentially turn it into an election free for all and use covid as the excuse. I voted in person in New York City. Tens of millions of people voted in person all over the country. There, there was no undue risk to this at all. It was fine, but it was an excuse that we knew Democrats had been preparing for months and they used it this time around. Well, there's a real legal question here. In fact, they're hoping the media is hoping that you don't revisit the judgment of the Supreme Court, the four four judgment. Of course, John Roberts joining the four crazy liberals on the on the Supreme Court. By uh, essentially punting on the issue, just saying, look, we're not going to handle this now. We don't want to get involved in the middle of an election, but we will look at this. This is the Supreme Court now. We will look at this afterwards. The changes made in Pennsylvania, for example, a key state, they'll look at it later. So they'll keep the, the writ of cert, uh, Rari, they'll keep it there so that they can look at it later. But they're saying we're going to revert to the lower court decision, the Pennsylvania Democrat, of course, appointees. Uh, to the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court and allow, allow them to just change the rules. It's not, not up to them to change the rules, or rather it's not up to the governor and then have the court back him up there. The legislative branch in Pennsylvania made its will known. And you know what they told the, uh, the Supreme Court, told the state of Pennsylvania as well? Make sure that you keep any ballots that are uh, in the delayed category separate so that if they need to be reviewed, they can be reviewed. Do you think that's happened? No, they've commingled the ballots. It's happening all over the place. So you, you go to a court for injunctive relief to prevent harm from happening. John Roberts and the three libs on the court. Unfortunately, we had not yet had ACB, Amy Coney Barrett, put on the Supreme Court. They decided, well, you know what? We're going to trust the Democrat-controlled government of Pennsylvania to do the right thing. We don't want to get in the way of people voting right now. After the election, we'll look at this question. And if need be, we can look at this. Uh, we can look in these ballots that came in late or that had these changes made just on the whim of the governor, on the whim of the, uh, you know, the Democrat apparatus in the state of Pennsylvania. We'll look at these changes and then then we'll make our determination, except now it's too late. You're never going to be able to figure out what ballots came in when you're never going to be, be able to figure out the real. I mean, I'm, I say never. It'll be very, very difficult to figure out the real number of ballots that came in late in violation of statute, completely good enacted statute in that state. And there are other issues in places like Nevada where you don't have 30 day residency established in order to actually vote there. People come and go from California. There are real questions of law here. So what are you going to do other than take this to the courts? And I'm not even talking about the outright fraud yet that we know has happened. There is absolutely fraud that has occurred in this election. It's just a question of scale. Is it enough to change the election or not? Remember in 2016 when the Democrats pretended that a, a, a pittance, a tiny amount of money spent by some Russian troll farmers on Facebook ads through the election of Trump over Hillary. And a lot of us said, look, you're being completely disingenuous, Libs, because no one really thinks that's enough to change a presidential election with billions of dollars spent and with multi-billion dollar media apparatuses all vying for our attention in this country. $100,000 on Facebook, that's a joke. That's ridiculous. Doesn't do anything in a presidential election. But they completely ignored all sense of scale and context because they wanted to throw a fit and they wanted to act like the election had been stolen and they want to make a big a big deal of it. And that's what they did. We're merely saying, well, let's look at the scale of this because we know it's happened. I spoke to someone today involved in this election in Pennsylvania who said that he knows of at least 80 cases of dead people voting in that state so far. And that's just the ones they found out about. 
dead people are voting and we're told there's no fraud. You can you can tell me I'm anti-science. You can say I won't listen to experts, but I don't care what anyone says. I'm pretty sure a dead person can't vote in a presidential election. You know, I, I know maybe you could say I don't believe in miracles or something, but dead people don't vote in elections and some of them voted in this election. And if you're going to tell me that it doesn't really matter, that we don't need to look into this, I'm going to need an explanation for how that could be the case when as of as of uh, Friday morning, you're talking about a, a, a few thousand votes in Georgia that separate these two candidates. You're talking about a few thousand votes that separate them in Pennsylvania. Oh, but. But small-scale fraud doesn't matter in that case. That's what they want you to believe. No. This is the phase of the process, respecting the process and our institutions and our Constitution, our form of government, and the rule of law, where the option is to take this into court and to fight for what is right and true and fair. And if at the end of that process, it turns out that even though there was some fraud here and there, there wasn't enough of it. It wasn't systematic enough that it changed the outcome and that and that Donald Trump did lose. I'll say, all right, team, we mount up, we fight, we go on and that's it. But we're not there. We fight this until the end, because that is what our election process deserves. That is what the full faith of the American people requires for us to believe that any election going forward is going to be something that we can put our faith into. That's where we are today. The media will do everything they can to try to silence those voices. And big tech will do everything they can. They're silencing the president of the United States right now. They are they are blocking tweets to his almost 70 million followers. They're blocking tweets. Saying you can't see this. The president's not allowed to say that. Are they going to block me when I point out that dead people have voted? Are they going to block me when I point out that the Supreme Court in the 4-4 decision in Pennsylvania said it may in fact be the case that what the Pennsylvania Democrat apparatus did is a violation of law, but we're going to wait till after the election to look at it. That's in the decision. Are they going to block me for, for telling you that? For speaking the truth to you? You know what the answer is? If they can get away with it. Right now, that's what we're trying to find out. What were Democrats able to get away with? We're still determining the answer to that question. And if we don't fight, you know what the answer is? They'll get away with stealing the whole election. So I say we fight. Thanks for listening to the Best of Buck Daily Podcast. Get more from Buck by following him on social media at Buck Sexton on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to visit BuckSexton.com. And I can tell you in election law litigation, the standard for, for holding a new election is extraordinarily high. Courts try to do everything else before they do that. But, you know, I am more than a little frustrated that every time they close the doors and, and shut out the lights, they always find more Democratic votes. It, it, it's, you know, 20 years ago, we had Bush versus Gore, the recount, and I was part of George W. Bush's legal team. And we saw that pattern every time there was a recount. Somehow, magically, there were more Gore votes and more Gore votes and more Gore votes. It was always the Democrats that would keep on finding votes. There we had the Chads, and, and it was our belief that they were just sitting there poking out new Chads with their fingernails. They, they were willing to steal the election. The answer really is don't give them the opportunity to steal the election. Think about how easy this is. I and mean, when we're talking about ballots sent in with no signature match, ballots sent in, with no postmark, uh, how do you? How could you ever be caught? This is—they keep saying there's no election fraud. That's a lie. People go to prison for it. Or just earlier this year, there was a case of of somebody who was being charged by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Pennsylvania for cheating in elections for years, ballot stuffing. And one of the ways they did it, you know, what they did—they'd go to a voting machine and just. Fill out as many ballots as possible and put them through the machine when nobody was paying attention. That's all. Very straightforward stuff. It's not complicated. We're not, no, this isn't like Ocean's Eleven steals the election. All right. This is really easy stuff. 
and people go to prison for it. So we know what happens. But then the Democrats tell us, oh, it's not happening this time. Do you believe them? I don't believe them. I think that they should pay a price when it comes to good faith from our side, given what they've done for the last four years, lying about the president with Russia collusion, lying about how the president was a Russian agent and stole the election. And now they're turning us saying, why aren't you respecting our democracy? We're not ballot stuffing. We're not cheating. We're not trying to change the rules in real time. That's what Democrats do. We're just saying, what's really going on here? Are are we supposed to not notice that in Georgia, for example, uh, in, in, in the Savannah area, they said they had stopped counting ballots and then Republican poll watchers left and then they started counting ballots again? Why would they do that? They don't think that that's going to raise some flags. They don't think that people who are just using common sense would see that as an issue. That in in all of these states where there's an all of a sudden drop of ballots, it's a huge windfall for Joe Biden. They somehow never find, and I said this at the beginning, they never find 5,000 new votes. Oh, look, we forgot about these. Never for Donald Trump. All over the country, even including in red or red leaning states. It's all a coincidence, they tell us. It's all a coincidence. I mean, if, if you look at what Democrats were willing to do, and I mean thousands and thousands of them all summer, were willing to uh, lie about police officers being racist, murdering cops, being evil, to burn down businesses, to loot stores, to engage in arson and vandalism and all kinds of mayhem in the name of politics. You don't think there are Democrats out there who would say, well, I just happen to be sitting here in a position where, you know, I could throw an extra hundred ballots when no one's looking because I got these blank ballots that I've, I've pulled together from people. And, you know, you don't think that's possible. Why? Kennedy stole a presidential election. Lyndon Johnson stole a presidential election. This has happened before. And notice I'm not telling you This election is stolen. I don't know, but it looks fishy and I want answers. That's it. We we need to see. Let's look at this. Oh, they can get a special counsel for Russia collusion, a, a, a plot with no evidence that makes no sense. And the country has to be, you know, roiled in that for for years. But we can't find out before. They crown Joe Biden that, you know, that just just empty suit extraordinaire. Uh, we, we can't find out the truth of this election before they decide who the next president of the United States is going to be for four years. Why does that make any sense? Oh, I can answer that question. It doesn't. It doesn't. They changed rules and now they don't want us to be able to even use the rules that still exist to find out what really happened here. You're in the Freedom Hut. This is the Best of Buck Daily Podcast. The top stories of the day from the Buck Sexton Show. This keeps coming up. If what the president says is so bad, and this isn't just about this election, this has been true all along, but if what he says is so bad, why do they have to lie about it? The president has never taken the position that legally cast ballots should not be counted. But here's ABC News. Putting someone on TV who's making exactly that claim. Play 14. He's been claiming this would be a rigged election since then. George, he has been ramping up these claims leading into Election Day this time around. Uh, One of the things that he is doing, he is attacking these early votes and saying that they are all primarily Democratic votes. And they are because Democrats came out historically, have come out to vote early, absentee mail-in ballots. But you've got to remember, President Trump repeatedly, repeatedly told his supporters not to vote early, to vote in person because he didn't trust the system. George, we get accused time and time again by this administration of being fake news. But I got to say what I'm going to tell you right now, there is nothing fake about it. What we witnessed today was factually disturbing by the president of the United States. The remarks that he made strike at the core, the foundation of our democracy. And when we are at a time in this divided nation, when votes are still being counted, the president is saying that the voices of Americans who cast their votes legally do not matter. That is nothing short of dangerous. He didn't say that. The president has never said 
You know, she's she's actually telling you what I'm saying is not fake news, comma, and then she gives you fake news. That's very on brand for ABC, I understand, but that's how you have to think of these journos. They, they will explicitly go out of the way to say, look, I know you might not trust me all the time, but you got to trust me on this one. And then they'll say something untrustworthy and untrue. It is not the position of the president. It is not the position of his campaign, of the Republican Party, that legally cast ballots should not be counted. It's not what he's saying. But he is asking questions about highly suspicious stuff going on and wants to make sure that illegally cast ballots, which certainly were cast, we already know were cast. It's just a question of where and how much. Or, or is the Democrat position that there was no there were no mistakes and no election fraud whatsoever with hundreds of millions of people voting in this country? Is that is that really the position? Because that's stupid, right? We all understand that's nonsense. There's no way that's accurate. But that is what they're going to say. That is what you're going to be hearing. Um, so just keep just keep that in mind. W- what they're telling you does not make any sense. Oh, and I had mentioned before how uh, the COVID situation played such a big role in this, and it absolutely did, getting us even to this point. I mean, Donald Trump should have wiped the floor with Joe Biden in an election in a, you know, in a normal year in America. I don't just mean even a normal year for Trump, just a normal year in America. But, you know, we got a pandemic. The media terrified everybody, told us to hide in our homes, really gave a, a kick in the face to the economy, although it is coming back. And uh, they'll, they'll say things like this uh, on MSNBC, which is just a, an absurd propaganda network. Play clip 10. Well, this is my hope, and maybe it's a futile hope. But now that the election is over and the administration's policy on election, uh, on COVID, doesn't change the election results, maybe this administration will start to take appropriate actions right away. If it doesn't, we are in for a very, very difficult time. And if we have to wait till January, I think it's reasonable to quote the director of the National Institutes of Health, to saying there may be a million of our fellow Americans that die of this this winter. So this is not something to take lightly. I hope that regardless of which way the election goes, now that the election is over, the electioneering aspects of COVID management give way to the public health management of a really serious crisis. A million people will die, this, this MD is on national television saying, If Joe Biden doesn't end up the winner of this disputed election, this is now a disputed election. Let's call it what it is. But he's out there to to spread the the same propaganda that got us even to this point. A million people died. What the you know what is Joe Biden going to do that would save a million lives this winter? A national mask mandate. Anyone who says that is a moron, a moron. There's no basis for this whatsoever. It's going to save a million lives. First of all, why would we think that a million people are even going to die over the course of the winter? That wouldn't happen if we did nothing. That would not happen under any circumstance at this point. You've already had the disease spread to millions and millions and millions of Americans who will have some degree of of antibody resistance to it, as well as cross uh, T-cell immunity to it. And you have a vaccine that's weeks away that that the new administration, if it happens, is going to inherit. They'll give no credit to the Trump team for pulling it off. But, yeah, that's where we'll be. That's what they'll be telling you. Anything they can do, anything that's possible for them at this phase to just give that one last push, that one last, uh, you know, appeal and then, then all of a sudden, COVID will be manageable because Joe Biden listens to the science. Joe Biden doesn't know anything about science. He's an idiot. He's not a smart man. He doesn't understand anything. He doesn't have good judgment. He's just a Democrat talking points machine who's been around forever, is way past his prime. I mean, Democrats, let me tell you this. They're not going to enjoy playing defense on a Biden administration. I can tell you that much. It's going to be laughable. We'll get more into that later. But I I don't want to get too deep into that because I haven't yet given up that Trump is going to pull this off. I'm not saying it's likely, 
But I haven't given up hope that Trump is going to pull this thing off. Speaking of fake news, fake tapper. Among the kings of fake news, or at least the kings of fraudulent news, because he pretends that he's a journalist and we all know he's a Democrat hack and also a giant jackass in real life. Uh, here he is making exactly the the wrong claim about who always says that it's not fair when they lose. Play 11. What a sad night for the United States of America to hear their president say that, to falsely accuse people of trying to steal the election, to, to, to try to attack democracy that way with this feast of, of falsehoods. Lie after lie after lie about the election being stolen. No evidence for what he's saying. Just smears about the integrity of vote counting in state after state. When he wins a state, it's legitimate. When he loses, it's because the vote is being stolen from, he, from him. It's not true. It's ugly. It's frankly pathetic. Is what Jake, is what Jake Tapper said uh, intellectually defensible? Let, let's, let's take a moment here. Oh, he's emoting. He cares so much about democracy. Uh, sure he does. Are we, com- are we compl- He says when he loses a state, it's stolen. Really? Did we, did we say that California is stolen? Trump lost that one. No. Did we say New York is stolen? No. Did we say that a number of other places that went blue? No, of course not. So that's that's just a factually untrue statement, fake tapper. Uh, What do we have a problem with? Places where Trump was winning and then all of a sudden vote counting stops the night of the election and everyone wakes up the next day and, oh, look at this, we got all these new votes, all these new votes for Biden. And now Biden's the winner in the state. Oh, look at that. I'm not allowed to ask questions about that. I'm not allowed to think that something's going on. Oh, also, the there's no evidence for any any uh, fraud in the election. I guess Jake Tapper believes that dead people vote because we already have evidence that dead people voted. So he, he must really believe that there are necromancers walking around. There are people who can raise people from the dead to go in and mail in their ballot on behalf of, of the Joe Biden presidency. Gee, I don't know. I wonder. In every presidential election, there are instances, there are cases of fraud. But you're being told you're being gaslit right now by being told there's no fraud. The question is not whether any fraud happened. The question is, was there enough fraud? Was it systemic enough that the election results changed because of it? But what they're doing is taking in the far in the far other direction by claiming that there's no reason to believe that there was any fraud whatsoever. That's crazy. That's not credible. But they think as a tactic, it'll work because then anybody who says, hold on a second, I've got questions. Are you one of those bad people that's questioning the results of this election? No, I'm I'm one of the good people who just wants to get to the truth. And if the truth says that Joe Biden won this election, I will accept that the Democrats managed to pull off uh, just the most BS nonsense campaign imaginable to get this guy who should have a blanket over his knees feeding squirrels peanuts by hand thinking about you know seeing his grandkids again which is fine but that guy is going to be the leader of the free world now okay that's what they're telling us Um, not yet there where i'm going to accept it but eventually we may have to accept it and i'm going to tell you this much uh they do not realize democrats still have not figured out how much they have radicalize their political opponents to understand we're just going to play the way play the game with the same intensity and ferocity not the same immorality and willingness to cheat and lie but the same intensity and ferocity that the other side does no more gentlemanly handshake before the boxing match and we're throwing haymakers for their heads that's how we're going to do this now it's not it's not going to be oh but You know, we want them to think nice thoughts about us. Maybe the New York Times will say that, you know, there's a bipartisan spirit that's reanimated the GOP. No way. They're going to put forward this this multi time presidential loser just because they think that they could kind of use the apparatus to fool people into thinking he's going to be some moderate candidate. It's it's going to be this administration is going to be faced with an opposition that's just going to it's going to neuter it from the beginning, from the beginning. And they're going to complain and whine about obstruction and everything else. But maybe they shouldn't have run on lots of bad ideas that if the American people really understood what those ideas 
we're going to look like under Biden under a Biden administration. He pretends that that's not him, that he's not. It's like he's not even really a Democrat. If people knew what was going to happen and what the party would be pushing for, I don't think they would have been able to go and vote for him. But we shall see. Thanks for listening to the Best of Buck Daily podcast. For more Buck, head to BuckSexton.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. I just want to remind everybody, as the whole country is focused in on who actually won this presidential election, we, we know that Republicans did better than expected in the House. They did better than expected in the Senate. And Trump did better than all the polls were telling us. But now there's this last minute shift. There's this move away from from Trump and Biden is leading in all of these places because of changes to how we vote, because of changes to the system that may not have been legal constitutional changes, which is why we have to go to the courts now. But we were warned about this by one of the finest legal minds in the country, the attorney general, Bill Barr. Here's what he was saying months ago. Play two. This is a, you know, sort of cheap talk to get around the fundamental problem, which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail-in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. But since then, and, there and have until been a lot this been, no, well, sorry, that haven't I'm, proved it. Let me talk. Yeah, please. Uh, and since this, since that time, there have been in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies saying it is open to fraud and coercion. The only time the narrative changed is after this administration came in. But elections that have been held with mail have found substantial fraud and coercion. For example, we indicted someone in Texas, 1,700 ballots collected he made, from people who ha- could vote. He made them out and voted for the person he wanted to. Okay? Because that kind of thing happens with mail-in ballots, are- and everyone knows. Oh, no, but you're not supposed to hear that. You're not supposed to know that. This isn't just some theory. They're prosecuting. They're sending people to prison for doing this. So we have as much, you know, as much reason to believe that this is happening as we can anything else that goes on in the realm of of criminal fraud. And we're supposed to just accept this whole situation. He talked about seventeen hundred ballots collected and, and, and used by this guy illegally in Texas. It's not the only case. This has happened other places. Something similar was going on in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia earlier this year. DOJ announced those charges, I think, back in May of 2020. Plenty of cases of this. One person can change 1,700 ballots in Texas. Guess what, folks? 1,700 votes when all said and done could be the margin of victory in Georgia, in Pennsylvania. That's what it could come down to. I'm not saying it is right now, although it's close in the case of Georgia. One person engaged in fraud could do that. One person. And listen to what, listen to the media, oh, you know, the Wolf Blitzer's trying to jump in there on the Attorney General. It was understood until now, the same way that it was known by the health authorities until this year. By the way, they won this election because of the COVID lockdowns and hysteria. Let's be very clear about that if they end up winning the election. Let's understand that. The, the game worked. Notice how people are much less concerned about COVID all of a sudden. They're just concerned about Joe Biden being president. Very little talk about COVID anymore. Oh, they're even talking about how Biden's going to get make sure the vaccine gets to everybody. It was disgusting. It was depressing for the nation, but it may have worked. It may have worked. But until this year, it was the consensus among medical experts, professionals, pandemic uh, strategists that you would that even if you had a really bad airborne virus, much worse, even by fatality rate than what we've seen this year. You can't lock down all of society. That, that's just it's not it's not clear that will work. And there's enormous cost to it. Oh, and then they decided to change that. And all of a sudden we're told if you're against lockdowns, you're some barbarian who wants grandma to die. Remember that? What the attorney general was saying months ago to Wolf Blitzer in that clip I played you is what everybody knew. Universal mail in balloting without precautions and protections in place. People don't need to send me you know, emails saying Oh, but what about this place where they what about that place where they set up the process in advance? There are ballots being sent out to people who have residency, who are requesting them. There's a paper trail that's different from just 
send out ballots to everybody, including people that haven't even asked for them. Don't have signature match or eliminate that. Don't have, you know, voter ID even at some of these polling places. So you're just sending out votes in the mail to people. You know, who knows what happens? Rife, rife with fraud. That was the consensus opinion. Jimmy Carter's commission in 2009. Now, if you even say, hey, guys, can we look into the fraud? It's why won't you accept the election? Do you think that all of a sudden Democrats have established some kind of uh, mental, emotional stability when it comes to our politics? You think Democrats all of a sudden are going to be adults about this? No, of course not. All they care about is the end result. All that matters to them is that they're in a position of victory. All the other rules and the regulations and laws, irrelevant. I have told you this, and I I will keep my word to you on this. If I believe that we do get the transparency that the law demands and that we're able to get you know, a fair hearing in court in these different states. And it just turns out that with the mail-in ballot machinery they had in place and the COVID fear and, you know, Biden squeaked this out. I'll say, well, we, we fought a good battle. I can't believe enough people were fooled by this, this abject moron, Joe Biden. But OK, we move on. We fight. We get ready for the next election, which, oh, by the way, may involve Donald Trump again. But that's where I am on this. Democrats aren't there. That's not their position. Their position is we win or this was this was stolen. We win or this was unfair, just like it was their position in 2016, which they've never repudiated. They've never said, you know what? You're right. We we should have just learned to live with the fact that we didn't win that election. And now they're blaming the president after months of saying that if they lose based on the polls, remember that just based on the polls, if they lose, the fix was in. That was a common theme. You've got. Uh, You know, you've got people with uh, IQs in the mid 80s over at CNN telling everybody how and maybe mid 80s is is too friendly, maybe not even two digit IQs. Who knows? But you've got uh, Donna Donna Bash over there saying that Trump set the country up for this moment. Play 12. And the reason is because he knew that Democrats, because we are in a pandemic, were more apt to vote early by mail and to not want to risk their their health and sometimes their lives by going to vote uh, in person. He set, it's a setup. He set the country up. He set his supporters up for a moment that like this, which is completely false. And you said sad, it, it, it is sad. I mean, I, I'm not an emotional person and I'm having trouble kind of keeping it together after listening to the president of the United States saying what he just said. (sighs) Yeah, it's it's sad. All right. It's sad that Democrats pretend to care about the system only when they get the result that they want. Oh, and and we're supposed to ignore the fact that CNN was the chief purveyor of covid panic all year. Yeah, covid is bad. It spreads. It can kill people. The government has been completely unable to stop it. No government in the West has been able to lock this thing down and have the results that would justify the pain of what they put people through with all of this nonsense. Remember, mandates are different than personal precautions. People want to stay home, stay home. People want to close their business. They can close their business and and they should be able to apply for relief if they're still scared and, and they don't want to open the business. But to tell everybody else, no, you can't live your lives because people are scared. The media is making everybody scared. There was voting in Wisconsin earlier on this year, and everybody was fine. There were, there were no cases traced to it at all. I mean, the chance of you getting COVID from being in a socially distanced line that's outside, if you have a mask on, I was led to believe by all the experts is basically zero. But they scared everybody because they knew all the, it's not about getting more votes through the mail-ins. It's about opening up. Opening up the election to cheating, making it so easy. Why are they always so opposed to voter ID, which the Supreme Court has already ruled is a legitimate and compelling state interest? Why do Democrats always oppose that? They want to make it easier to cheat. They say, oh, it's so hard for people to get ID. That's that's nonsense. You you can't function in America unless you have some form of government ID. All right, give me a break. 
And if, and if you can't figure out how to get one, I don't want you voting. But, oh, they're always opposed to voter ID, always opposed to voter ID, opposed to any kind of guardrails in the election to make sure that only people who should be voting are voting. But they're going to tell us how sad they are about all of this. They're going to tell us how it's our, it's our fault um, that people have lost some faith in the election. I got to tell you, uh, Democrats... I think we're going to look back on this whole situation eventually. It's going to take a while with regret because once again, just like I've been saying with the media's debasing of itself to be hashtag resistance against Trump with their unhinged and disgraceful efforts to destroy Kavanaugh. And now with the way they've shown us who they really are in this election, changing rules, you know, making sure that there's no no way to figure out if there is cheating. Notice how they're never worried about our side cheating. That's the other thing, too. They, they get rid of all these rules, which would make it easier for Republicans to systematically cheat. But they're not concerned about that because they know. Because the same mentality that, that makes people think it's acceptable, even moral to go out in the street and, and throw rocks at cops and loot and burn stores and, and to show up at MSNBC and CNN and call yourself an objective journalist while you're spewing Democrat propaganda, that same delusion affects people who are going to be able to take a very easy, a very easy opening to cheat in this election. And we all know it and think they're doing the right thing and think that they're being moral. In fact, that's the great trick of being a moral relativist Democrat today. The ends justify the ends justify the means. There's nothing about what you're doing that you have to be sorry for as long as you're helping the Democrat Party. As long as you're assisting them, as long as you're acting in their interests, whatever you do, no matter what it does to our system, to the faith that we have in our government is inherently justified. That is the ethos of the left today. This is the best of Buck daily podcast. The top stories of the day from the Buck Sexton show. For more Buck, head to BuckSexton.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast. What happens now in this fight, my friends? That is our focus. And to help us dial right into it, we've got our buddy Will Riccardella in the mix. He is from the Washington Examiner. You can uh, read their latest coverage of it at WashingtonExaminer.com. Will, my friend, how are you feeling right now about all this? What's going on? I'm tired. I'm tired of staying up late at night. I'm tired of looking at the results change. I'm tired of all the, the back and forth here. Um, I'm tired of legacy media and how they're reporting on this. I'm tired of social media restricting anybody but legacy media uh, reporting on this. It's, it's tiresome. So how do you think the campaign's legal challenges are stacking up so far? I mean, are, are you at the point where you believe we have evidence of fraud or that we just are concerned about the possibility of fraud? I think, I think, well, let me start by saying, look, voter fraud happens virtually every election. I think the question here is there's a difference between voter fraud and election fraud. Election fraud is in the, during the process of counting ballots and so on. Voter fraud is people filling out uh, mail-in ballots uh, illegally and, and submitting them. Uh, so the question here is not whether there's voter fraud, it's how much voter fraud there was. And if 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 that voter fraud happened, did it sway or affect the outcome of this election? That's why we're going through these processes. Now, there's nothing wrong with challenging that. There's nothing wrong with going to the courts and doing it. If Donald Trump loses, at least we know where this, you know some of this fraud is occurring. We can help expose it and have a more transparent process the next time. Florida had no problem calling this election. Uh, Florida was the contested state in 2000. They had all their ballots counted. It was an orderly process. And they called the race, uh, uh, you know, well before 11 p.m. or or shortly thereafter. That's how it should be done. The fact that it's not done in Georgia, North Carolina, uh, Pennsylvania is an absolute travesty. If you're a Republican or a Democrat, you should be outraged. Yeah, when we see what's going on here with even even in Arizona, all the delays in counting, isn't it fair to ask and people keep trying to suggest if they like the outcome, which right now with Biden ahead in key states, they they do like the outcome. Media is suggesting this is all totally normal. No, no, it's not totally normal. I mean, you've got places that are saying, oh, yeah, our numbers were wrong. We found new ballots. We're delaying this. We had a pipe burst. 
we sent poll watchers away, but then we kept counting. That's not normal. Another thing that shouldn't be understated, whether you like Trump or not, he exposed the media for the propaganda fraud that they are. He exposed these institutions for the frauds that they are. This is the Democratic Party started an investigation with no predication, no evidence against a sitting president, a duly elected president, in order to get him impeached. So no one trusts the Democratic Party. No one trusts their institutions, the FBI, the DOJ. Uh, you know, the, the, the Democrats and the media have no place to say, oh, voter fraud didn't happen, election fraud. They don't have no credibility anymore. The pollsters have no credibility. I mean, these people should be shunned. They shouldn't be listened to anymore. Let's let the process work itself out. Let's make sure every legal vote cast is, is counted. And let's see where the chips fall. But this stuff has to be exposed. Trump exposed all these other things. Let's see if he can expose what's going on at the local levels if there's fraud going on. I mean, you look in, in Philadelphia, and we're speaking to Will Ricardella now of the Washington Examiner. You look at what's going on in Philadelphia, Will, and to think that this was all... I mean, is the media's line on this that this was all done exactly as it should be and there's nothing to even look at because that's so absurd, but it does seem to be what we're supposed to believe. Of course, and they set this up long before the election happened. If you remember, uh, Big Tech was censoring anything about possible mail-in voter fraud. Uh, the New York Post came out and attacked actually my reporting on uh, possible voter fraud and things that have happened. They didn't refute it. They just came out and said that it was wrong. Um, you know, this has happened a lot. Heritage has a database of all the voter fraud that's happened. Not one person ever refuted it. It was just, oh, this is impossible and it's not going to happen. So this has been a long concocted narrative that, hey, you know, this is all going to work out. There's certainly no voter fraud. There's no election fraud. And, uh, you know, the election's going to be fair. All these ballots in Pennsylvania, uh, these last minute rule changes that take that taken the election out of the hands of legislators and given them to, to rogue courts. Uh, you know, now you have people accepting ballots with bad postage and signatures that don't match in Pennsylvania. It's an outright absolute mess and it's a joke and people should call it for what it is. Are there any other areas, any other places specifically you're looking at statewide right now where you think if we if we do get the transparency that the Trump campaign is demanding, where we may get a a changed result based on legally counted ballots in that state. I mean, I'll just say Pennsylvania for me, and I'm talking to people on the ground there and that place is a mess. And there's definitely the possibility of that thing flipping back to the Trump column in the end. Uh, what, what other states are top of the list for you at this point? You know, I, I refrain from, from saying it. I have a reliable source in Arizona that says that Arizona is likely to go to Trump by about 10 to 20,000 votes. I heard that yesterday. I'm not seeing it pan out as of now, but I do trust him. He was he's, he was involved in these uh, uh, statewide elections and so on. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona went Trump again. I'm not seeing it bear out of the numbers as of yet. Um, so, look, there's nobody. Nobody really, really knows for sure. If anybody says that they do again, they're lying. Pennsylvania is going to be tough. It's really, really close. We have the ballot problems because the Supreme Court refused to rule on whether uh, ballots should be accepted by Election Day, like the like the legislature said. Moreover, ballots that have uh, signatures that don't match or postage uh, or incorrect postage may be accepted. So that's going to be a mess even after there's going to probably going to be court challenges and some of those may be thrown out. We don't know yet. What do you think the biggest takeaways are for the Democrat party? Let's let's put aside whether Biden wins or loses based on what we've already seen in the House races, Senate races, and the overall trend in this election, what do you think we learned about the Democrat Party? I mean, they'll win at all costs, and they're, and they're good at it. Look, the COVID narrative of everybody's going to die from COVID, that didn't sway the electorate like they thought. You know, Trump won seniors in, in Florida, he won seniors in Georgia. But what it did do is give them cover. It gave uh, Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo cover to shut down the economy, to hijack it, to take it from Trump. And that's likely what swayed this election. It also allowed them to change the election rules in the last minute on the fly and talk to people about mail-in ballots where most of the fraud occurs. All, a majority of the election changes helped Democrats. And the COVID narrative gave them the, the, the uh, cover to do it. We know that elections are safe. In Wisconsin, there was one in April. The media predicted that everybody in the entire world was going to die. Uh, you know, it, it even killed the last of the bacteria. That, that, you know, that election went off without a hitch. This one would have went off without a hitch. 
that there was a coordinated effort between the media and the propagandizers and the Democratic Party to have it their way, and they got it. And I mean, I'm talking courts overruling legislatures. These are activist courts at the state level, much like what happens with activist courts at the federal level, telling legislatures who are the ultimate deciders on how elections are run, those are the uh, body of the people and they speak for the people, overturning the will of the people in these states. And that's why we don't have election results, and that's why the borders have all been muddied. Do you think we're learning anything particularly interesting about who really support uh, who really supports President Trump and his agenda among the GOP I'm talking about right now and who is uh, ready to tuck tail and run at the first moment or or actually just start measuring uh, measuring the new GOP for they think they're going to be hanging the drapes, so to speak? (laughs) Well, this is going to be interesting. Look. Uh, you know, this election, if Trump loses, was a massive repudiation of socialists and 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 the Democratic policy agenda. Uh, down ballot, Republicans did really well, gaining in the House, retaining the Senate. Um, they didn't, you know, much like Obama in 2012, people liked Obama but didn't like his policies. If this bears out, um, uh, you know, in 20 in 2020, you know, people didn't like Trump but they liked his policies. Um, so there's kind of a flip there. So, you know, in New York, in New York and local elections, you may know this, Buck, there was a bloodbath for Democrats. They do not like the lockdowns. So Biden coming into the White House, he's look, he looks pretty weak. I, I, he, he looks like a lame duck. He's not the future of this party. You're going to see progressives fight it out. You're already seeing him go after Nancy Pelosi. Americans don't want socialism. Progressives are going to push it on the country. And you're likely going to see a, a Republican wave in 2022 where they win back the House. Uh, you know, Biden's not going to be able to push any of his massive... Uh, systemic changes like packing the courts, adding states, uh, getting rid of the electoral college, whatever other those radical agendas are, they're, they're dead in the water. So, look, you know, everything that's happening right now, if a Trump doesn't win, is not bad for the Republican Party. Um, you know, obviously, Republicans want Donald Trump to win. But I'm saying it's just not the end of the world. If he does, Biden won't be able to get much done. And he's going to he's going to govern as a centrist. And isn't it nice that uh, we're, we're at least able to look around and Republicans right now are be, I mean, Trump is, is behind right now and it's not looking good, but it's not over, as, as I've been saying on the show today. But we're not rioting. We're not looting. And we know we're not. And, and we know that our team is not going to do that. And if anyone does that, if there is a little you know, moron here or there who thinks they're going to become violent or something, everyone on our side is going to shout them down, want the cops to, you know, take out the billy club and lock them up as soon as possible. No one's going to be whining about it. So at least we go into this knowing we are still the civilized side of things, Will. Yeah, and like to answer, to actually answer your, your previous question, there are people on the Republican side, it's not just rioting, but are tucking and running like Chris Christie, Marco Rubio, uh, some of these guys who are, you know, Rick Santorum, some of these guys who are p- positioning themselves. They don't know where the Republican Party's going, so there's already positioning going on. Ted Cruz is fighting, Rand Paul is fighting, even Mitch McConnell saying every legal vote needs to be counted in these states and so on. Um, so, look, you're going to see a lot of this positioning going on within the Republican Party, uh, who's going to be the next leader and so on. And that's why you're seeing some of these people dump Trump so quickly in as much as I think they want to retain a lot of his positives and they want to dump some of his negatives for the next election. But, you know, we really got to see where it goes. Are they going to pick the establishment mentality or are they going to continue to go through the door that, you know, Trump swung open and fight back? I think Donald Trump's biggest problem was he was a counterpuncher, and people really liked that. But his counterpunches were thrown with his eyes closed, and he often hit the wrong target and tired everyone out. So, you know, uh, the Republican Party is looking to change, but Donald Trump is probably the best thing to happen to them in a century. So they have a blueprint to win blue dog Democrats, and they have, they have a blueprint to do it for a long time to come. Will Ricardell, everybody, Washington Examiner. Follow him on social media. Will, always good to have you on, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Buck.